1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Inside the one o'clock hour on the fan
2: in New York, I don't even be knowing what day it is. Uh, February sixth. Got the club going up on a Tuesday. All right. 87-7, 33-7, 66-66. Eighty seven seven, thirty-three seven, sixty six sixty six. Rami Lavi is in here. We're both Yankee fans, and during the break we were having the conversation about the Yankees rotation and where we are now. And I know they can make another trade. I know they can kick the can down the road. And Cashman literally said they're working on it till it's pencils down on July thirtieth. But Rami, please tell me the math that you did on how many innings the Yankees lost from Last season to this season with the pitchers they traded away.
3: I think just between King, Brito, Vasquez, Severino, Cortez, and Peralta. So six guys, it was north of a four hundred and eighty innings. And those aren't just any innings. Most of those are quality innings. If you consider what they got from oh, Herman was also in there. So you add Herman, you add right. Severinos weren't great. But Peralta, and I think their best, most valuable innings might have been the Michael King innings and the 90-something or maybe even 100 innings they got from him. And to push it down the road to the deadline where now you're desperate and teams know you're desperate and they could take advantage of that, and then Cashman's going to say, oh, well, the price was too steep. Well, the price was too steep because they knew that you pushed it now to this deadline, and now you have no, you're out of moves. So, of course, the yeah. price was steep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just I honestly think that nobody wants to help the Yankees. And sometimes they don't help themselves by doing things like spending the money, right? Because that that is one of your powers, right? That you have this global brand and this franchise and all of this money where you could just go buy starting pitching right now. But also, when we're talking about trading, the prospect hugging, the prospect hugging over the years, that's another list, like, Every Yankee fan can run off 10 names of prospects that were hugged for too long and then DFA'd or traded for nothing or just didn't pan out. And it's like, wait, so why were you coveting uh, Clint Frazier, Miguel Andujar, Greg Bird,
3: Gary Sanchez, Chance Adams? <laughs> and now they're saying that uh, uh, Peraza is losing his value across the league. Of course. Right. And another example of a guy over the last few years where you weren't sure if it was him or
2: Volpe. Now, of course, it's Volpe. You know, this guy, you can't trade in a package with uh, one other player in a pick for Corbin Burns. So, you know, I say that to say this, right? When we look at the rotation, Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole. But can I, can I expect Garrett Cole to win the Cy Young again? I can't. I can't. Who's going back-to-back Cy Youngs? I can't expect him to go out there and do it again. I think he'll be good. But, like, I know that this past season was his, okay, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. I'm going to shut everybody up. I know I I led the league in home runs, giving up. I know there was some clunkers out there. I showed y'all who I was in October. I'm going to show you the whole season. And he had no choice. He had to be the stopper. How many times did the Yankees put the ball in his hand and say, well, we need a win, Garrett Cole. Well, Stop us from getting swept, Garrett Cole. Up, if we don't win today, and Garrett Cole will will give you seven, eight innings, complete game to stop the bleeding. Behind him is Carlos Rodon. I mean, question mark? (laughs) Question mark? We don't know what that guy's going to be. He was terrible more times than not in the half season he played last year. Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman had a good start last season on the north side of Chicago but that ain't the Bronx. And and I think that it was a good sign in getting Marcus Stroman. I think the guy is going to really like, you know, like the whole I'm I'm a Yankee, I'm in New York thing, but he's also a wild card with you know, if he struggles and the fans get at him and what happens on social media? We don't know how he's going to act with that. So you you don't just have an injury concern with him. You have a concern that he's going to be thin-skinned and might write something or do something online. Nestor Cortez, that's my dog. He's been working. Nestor Cortez was at Pinstripe Pride two years ago. He didn't come to Pinstripe Pride this year because he's putting in the work. He wants to return to ace form. He wants to be an all-star again. He does want to put in the innings, but it's like, okay, all those innings you have to replace, you're banking on three guys in Carlos Rodon, Marcus Stroman, and Nestor Cortez who all missed half the season last year. Okay, after missing half the season last year, you expect them to pitch the full season this year? It's just hard to 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 bet that. It's hard to bet that. And Clark Schmidt. I mean, talk about missing half the season. His first half of the season, I tried to miss any of those games. I remember talking to Joe's McFly. He kept going to Clark Schmidt starts. And I'm like, what I tell you, bro, don't go to Clark Schmidt starts. If you're looking at a game to go to and Clark is a starting pitcher, stay home. And then Clark actually, second half of the season, came along and figured it out. But I don't know if he's going to be able to put it together for a full season this year. And then the other names, right, the other guys... That they uh, added this off season, whether it's uh, a Luke Weaver or Cody Potite, or you know even some of these bullpen guys, they're all question marks to us. I mean, only the like deepest of baseball nerds are really familiar with the Caleb Ferguson's of the world. And
3: I know that Volpe hit a two run homer off of Caleb Ferguson in LA uh, this year on Sunday Night Baseball.
2: Well, now that you bring that up, I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, well, whatever. Now he's on our side. We traded for
3: him. I didn't remember that. I saw like, it on Twitter today.
2: Are you pumped to see Tommy Cainley come out of the bullpen?
3: I'm Hell always no. pumped to see Tommy Kainley come out of the bullpen. <laughs> I love him just from the 17 run. Yeah, but he's not the guy nah, he, was he was back then.
2: Yeah. he was trash this year. I don't want to see. Maybe, I don't know. His changeup last year just kept throwing that same changeup over the plate. Like I could have hit that.
3: Changeup's good when you don't know it's coming, but when you know it's coming, you could sit on it, right?
2: Clay home, yeah. Clay Holmes is our closer. And like Clay Holmes will take you on a end of the game that you don't want. There were some times where we could end the game or end the series, and Clay Holmes couldn't get it done. So, like, these are all just like valid concerns that any Yankee fan should have. Because when you look at the arc of where the offseason started. a a month after the season, winter meetings, they win winter meetings. And then Corbin Burns is not able to get done. And they obviously missed out on Yamamoto. Yamamoto was never going to be a Yankee. And they didn't have a high enough offer yet for Blake Snell. Montgomery does not want to return to shaving his beard and, uh, you know, having the heartbreak of all you traded me for Harrison Bader fresh in his head, so they 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 need pitching. But what I, you know, go to sleep at night feeling good about is, hey, if they got to beat teams 9-8, so be it. Now they actually have, you know, the balance in the lineup. Now they actually have some hitters in the lineup. And really what I think about the Yankees is they have the right swag and energy and bravado with some characters, with some different guys on this team, like a Verdugo, like a Stroman, like a Soto, mixed in where it's not going to be all right they're 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 getting punked it's not going to be uh jake bowers billy mckinney franchi cordero and ikf rolling out there like do 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 some fake ass yankees all right let's go to michael in new mexico on the fan in new york
4: hey what's going on good to talk to you
2: you too thanks for joining us
4: i have been listening to you since you uh Interviewed Cameron Mabin. That was a great interview, and I love the fact that I'm like, man, you're you're baseball first.
2: Yeah, I I mean, I don't know why. I I just, I don't know. I feel like baseball has so many layers to it that the conversations always have so many layers to it. And, I mean, specifically here in New York, you can have full-on days and shows any day of the year, whether it's Mets or Yankees, they just they just drive conversation mm-hmm. differently. And shout yep. out to Cameron Maven. I actually got to hit him up. Um, that's my guy, and he he did me yep. a solid. But he's he's a big fan of mine, and he he wants to come on during the season. And I got I got to weasel my way back into the MLB Network building so I can run into him more often.
4: Oh, I sure hope so. That was great hearing him speak. But yeah, what you were saying about baseball too. You know, I'm 30 years late, but I finally watched the Ken Burns documentary. And, you know, all it made me think is New York needs a ticket tape raid this year. You know, it's, it's been way too long. <sighs> yeah. Looking at those breaks in our history, way too long. And I know you keep talking about pitching, but I want to see them pivot. I actually want to see him go after Bellinger. He's still out there, you know. We need someone for center field. I love Rizzo, but he's probably going to be hurt at some point. He can play first base, 28 years old. You know They're willing to offer Blake Snell $150 million in six years. Yeah, Why not his, pivot?
2: His dad, Clay Bellinger, was over there Friday at the uh, Yankee Fan Fest Pinstripe Pride event. I saw him. Yep. But I, I think he's seeking a long-term deal, and that's why he's still out there. They're saying the Cubs are the favorites to sign him, but they haven't done it yet. I think the only way the Yankees even consider that is if, like, I don't know, Rizzo goes down—God forbid—in uh, spring training, or like if, mm-hmm. like, I think they're gonna, you know, I think they expect Rizzo to bounce back, especially from the concussion. Oh yeah, stuff. absolutely. Um, but he, no, he was a I, I get it. Two years ago. you know, you look at Cody Bellinger's swing—that left-handed swing in Yankee mm-hmm. Stadium. You look at a guy that can play two positions of need right now: um, center yep. field and, and first a need base. First
4: baseman next year, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't
4: mean, I don't see him picking up Rizzo, so No, nah, Rizzo know. will what be what done, done like
2: after this year and even when mm-hmm. if when Rizzo goes down, who's playing first base? LeMayu? If LeMayu's exactly. slumping, then it's like that's mm-hmm. that becomes another hole in the lineup. Well,
4: maybe and maybe it's a pipe dream, but that's what I want to see him do. You know, if it's seven years, I think only, no, it wouldn't be seven years. years. I think old. the
2: only way is if somebody got hurt. And if they, they gave him a short-term deal, like two years with an option and, and high AAV. Thanks for the call, Michael. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, there was a, not viral, but a post that floated around Yankee's Twitter. Some Yankee fans ran into Cody Bellinger in the airport. And they asked him, yo, did you talk to the Yankees? And he said, I wish. And I'm like, what do you mean you wish? It's like, they haven't even called me. <laughs> the Yankees. We're never in on Cody Bellinger. I think once the Yankees went to the winter meetings and were able to get Verdugo and Soto, they looked at it as like, why do we need another left-handed outfielder? I don't think they care that he also plays first base. Um, Austin Wells also could potentially play first base. Sal is in Masbeth, New York.
5: Hi, Keith. How are
2: you? I'm good, Sal. What's
5: up? I'm back on the Knicks uh, talk. And uh, everybody knows that uh, the... uh, JB needs help. I mean, he can. I like to see him play a good thirty-eight minutes, thirty-six minutes. But then he needs another guy that to uh, to um, McBride. To me, is just not a point guard. He learned to shoot much better. Great defensively. So if you look around the league, uh, well, what we can go for. I mean, to me, the, and before you mentioned about giving it back to the Celtics because they might be our main competition with. The, with the way Milwaukee and Philly is, I love to see Marcus Smart come back and shove it up there. You know what? And uh, and he's a floor general, and he's a tough, feisty type of player. And I don't know if he's available, but I mean we got the draft picks to give up. And uh, I don't know what else it would take. I mean, if you, uh, Bruce Brown is also a feisty guy like Hart to me, but uh, he's not a floor general. I mean, he just he just busts it all over the court. But uh, you know, and then Lowry, Lowry is the same thing. He can go back to Boston and shove it too to them. And and I, I, I got faith as long as he got some game left, and I think he does. Uh, he he like uh, like your screener said, he to be available through free agency. But uh, and what about Derrick Rose? I mean, if you know Tibbs loved him, and uh, if he's up to snuff and can still play for. Uh, 10, 12 minutes a game, I have no problem with, with the faith I have in him as leading a team and, and, and making clutch shots. So what you think about some of them names?
2: Uh, thanks for the call, Sal, but it's a no for me for all the above. Derek Rose, Kyle Lowry, Marcus Smart. I guess we'll start with Marcus Smart. I know he just came back. All I remember seeing, I think a day ago or two days ago, you know, it was like Marcus Smart back in um he just came back to, to Boston. This was just two days ago, the fourth. You know, Marcus Smart, like his tribute video. Um I, I don't I don't know. Mark like Marcus Smart, he could shoot a little bit. He's more of a defender, defensive player of the year. He's also a starter. I don't think I don't think they're looking for a Marcus Smart, Kyle Lowry, another Villanova Wildcat played I don't know ten years before those guys. Maybe Kyle Lowry, I don't I don't see that either, and I think he'd be a buyout candidate. Um, no, I just don't. I, Kyle Lowry to me, I don't think he's the answer. Like, aren't you trying to go all in to to win, to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and potentially a Finals? Derrick Rose, all respect to D. Rose, legend, but he's cooked too. I'd rather see you go get Alec Burks. I don't know, I just, I don't think any of those guys are the answer. I don't think any of those guys are it. Miriam in Forest Hills on the fan. Hello, Miriam.
6: Hello, Keith. How are you?
2: Good, good. Happy to be here. How have you been?
6: Oh, be fine. Islanders won tonight. We had the Ilya convention, and Ilya Sorokin beat Ilya Samsonov.
2: Mm, how about that?
6: Yeah, and they're going to be fine. I'm proud of them. We're going to do okay. I'm like you. I'm a wee person, too. I'm in yeah, love
2: with it. I, like, I don't care about people that are like, oh, you don't. Like, no. I Like, I live my days with this team. Me, like, do, I,
6: I've been doing it since they started. Yeah, I literally about to
2: say, I started doing that when I was a kid. Oh, me
6: too. In 1972, when they started with the Islanders, I was there. I was very proud of them. Yeah,
2: and frankly, I don't don't care what grown men or women think about it. Oh,
4: Um, who cares?
2: (laughs) Exactly. I, I consider myself we, us, and a part of them.
6: That's right. And because we are, they're the best teams in the world. Now, for you, the Devils are going to play... Against Colorado tomorrow, mm-hmm. and you know what? Vitek Vanacek should be in goal for the Devils.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, and and if Jack is back, Jack Hughes, he practiced I hope today. So for you, He's yeah. supposed to be be back on the ice potentially tomorrow. I'm going over there to watch the game. I know it's going to be on ESPN or Hulu or something like that. I don't got to worry yeah, about what channel yeah, it I is.
6: Probably be on channel forty eight.
2: Yeah, I probably I'm. I i am won't even worry about that. I'll go watch it live. I'll drive over here to host the show. I'll see what happens with the Knicks and yeah. see what happens with the Nets. But it's been a while since I got to you the go arena. check stuff. out
6: next weekend, MetLife Stadium, the Devils and the Flyers.
2: I thought about it. It's just going to be so cold.
6: But it's maybe right. it won't be.
2: Actually, it hasn't been Might that be cold. Nice. Maybe it won't I'm, be. I can't. I'll, it I'll, won't
6: help me to go because I can't see and I have to listen. And I can't hear the radio over the stands.
2: There's going to be a lot of people that can't see because when you're in a football stadium trying to watch that hockey game, (laughs) you're going to be all the way up to the 300 level trying to watch them play hockey down there.
6: Yeah, but it'd be good. I'll be, I'll be here listening to the whole thing.
2: Maybe we'll and get it, a little bit of warmth. Like, I think it's supposed to be 50 degrees this weekend. Yeah, you, so might, yeah, you I, might
6: be lucky.
2: I, I think in my mind, I, I, I had made up my mind that it would be too cold when I originally saw the ticket prices, but maybe I'll talk to the Devils tomorrow. I know, you know that the Stadium Series sweaters are out, and yeah, I'm going in tomorrow. That, yeah. I'm, I'm, I,
6: I went... To- I went to one in the Nassau Coliseum where it was very cold, and I had to wear two sweaters because it was cold inside because they have to keep it cold for the I,
2: I definitely want the Stadium Series merch because it's oh, yes. in Jersey. I'm a Jersey guy, so I'm definitely going to get the hat. I think I'm either going to get a, a Nico Hea shirt or uh, a Jack Hughes. I, I would get Dougie Hamilton, but Dougie's been out. Um, I want to get a player that's a, playing.
6: I have an Islander uh, uh, shirt to... Uh, thing somewhere in here
2: and I have you know hockey pucks and like that yeah I, I, I only have a, a few pieces like my my devil's jacket I wear like all the time uh, I have a devil's jersey but it's got my name on the back which like is cool and I appreciate the devil's you know giving me yeah, a they, jersey with my know. name on the back but I can't wear it to the stadium because it's that's just a dead giveaway like hey come talk to me and then also <laughs> it's like it's just, I don't know, I want to get a, I think I'm going to get a Jack Hughes or a Nico Heischer tomorrow. Yeah.
6: One, one more thing for you for the Mets. They should unite the Diaz brothers.
2: Mm, maybe. Um,
6: it would help, because they could pitch in the late innings, from the sixth inning on.
2: Yeah, what's his contract like, Alexia Diaz? I don't know,
6: because the, the one from Cincinnati was an all-star last year. And since Edwin has been out, he's now healthy, and they could pitch the six through nine innings because most starters only go five unless they're really, really good. And I think uniting them would help.
2: Yeah, I think his contract is like nothing. Maybe.
6: It would help. It would really help. How's your kitty doing?
2: Good. So we just got her a scratching post
6: today. Ah. My,
2: My wife put it together because... We have this play mat for the baby yeah. and uh, she scratches the play mat.
6: No, no. And See, then I now have... that
2: the baby's crawling, he picks up uh, the like uh, uh, plastic uh. flakes and and eats them. I've had to no. pull them out of his mouth like bro don't eat that. Don't eat that. So no, no, no. we got her has... we finally got her a nice scratching post.
6: Yeah, and she's going to do up and down on it if she can climb on it. Yeah. It'll help. Mine is small. Tiger doesn't like that. He likes boxes. So he's right here curled up by me. Oh, she
2: likes boxes too, but I'm always yeah, breaking yeah. them down, and then she gives me the uh, nasty look, like, why would you do that?
6: No, you're supposed to let them play in them. Yeah, you no, I'm, the I'm like, let me break this doing.
2: down. I, I'm the garbage man. Nobody nobody takes <laughs> out the garbage. I'm the one that's got to be on top of the garbage
6: you know, day in keep, and day out. Keep the separate cat stuff away, because he has, he has a big box that he climbs in and, Plays with it and like that, so it's fun. And right now he's curled up right here on my lap sleeping, and he's being a good boy.
2: Good. Well, you guys have a good rest of the night, Miriam. Always good to hear your voice and hear about your cats and have you know some cat talk on the fan. I never knew I'd be into cats. I'm allergic. That my wife pulled up with a hyperallergenic cat, and I'm like, ah, I don't even think I'm going to interact with this cat now. In about an hour, when I'm pulling into my driveway, pulling into my garage, the first person that greets me when I open that door, Toonie. My cat, my cat's name is Toon, but it's, like, not really what my wife. My wife called her Luna, and then I started calling her Luna Toon, and then that turned into Toonie. And if you know, like, little Toonchy, Lil Wayne, they call him Toon. I just call my cat Toon now. That's, you know. Just a little nugget for y'all. Just a little nugget for y'all. All right, I, I got to break it down here. Yeah, we might as well. Let's take a break. Is that a question
3: on your, like, security for your bank? What's the name of your pet or whatever?
2: Yeah, I never had any any pets growing up. We lived in an apartment, so you couldn't have any pets. And like I said, I was allergic. I remember my, uh, my brother had a dog. But then once they realized I was allergic to his dog, they were like, yo, we got to get rid of the dog. This baby's allergic. And so I never had any animals growing up. And then my wife, I think, was testing me to see, like, all right, let's see how he treats this cat. Let's see how he takes care of this cat before I have a kid with him. And I took very well to the cat. I honestly, I I do everything for the cat. I wake up in the morning, I feed the cat, I make sure the water is good. I make sure the automatic food thing is is refreshed. I'm the only one that changes the kitty litter now. Um, and I had never been around a cat. It's just you just adapt, man. And I'm I'm king of the castle. Like I said, I'm the one taking out the garbage, I'm the one up late at night, I'm the one cleaning and uh, you know, holding it down as I should as a husband and a father and a cat dad. See, it's not all just sports. It's not all just hypothetical who they're going to trade for and who we should draft and what the season's going to be like. We're we're people too. We're cat people and uh we have families. Maybe you can relate to that. 877-337 66-66. All right. Uh, when we come back, Geo, Joe, and whoever else jumps on the line, whatever you guys want to talk about to close this show. KM to 2 a.m. returns right after this.
3: you are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Okay, we're not gonna break. We're gonna go for the next twenty-three minutes, taking calls and talking sports. Keep McPherson on the fan. KM to two AM. So this is my last little run. We've talked about. Everything from Super Bowl opening night to who the Giants are going to draft, who the Knicks should trade for, the Yankees' rotation, the Mets actually flying under the radar, and I just think that they're going to be better than 75 wins. Uh, The Nets lost another game to Steph Curry and the Warriors, and their fans took over the Barkley Center, which are just like New York and New Jersey kids that grew up watching the Warriors over the last 10 years. Oh, the Rangers won. The the Islanders also won. I did my Casamigos big shot of the night. It was a double shot for Jonathan Quick and Alexi Lafreniere. What else we talk about? Oh, yeah, Stephen A. Smith. Um, Just using the black card in the wrong way. Like, there's plenty of times when it's valid, but that was a complete miss yesterday, Mr. Smith. And... For you to be always speaking for black folks you don't speak for me. I just wonder if you watch. I wonder if you watch the Knicks. I wonder if you watch the NFL. You're wrong so much that we've caught on. (laughs) For you to say Cliff Kingsbury got that job because he's got friends in high places and that nobody knows him for anything outside of um, the house that he was showing off during the, the draft, you're mistaken. This is a guy that played quarterback. This is a guy that coached Pat Mahomes. This is a guy that is known as an offensive guru. This is a guy that the Raiders, Antonio Pierce, a black head coach, was about to hire to coach his offense. And Dan Quinn and the Commanders stole him away in hopes of drafting Caleb Williams from D.C. And, oh, yeah, him helping him, the uh, USC connection. So I just, I don't know, Stephen A. Smith, He's had so many misses, whether it's the uh, kind of a left, a for left. I want him out of here. What are you talking about, bro? You want the guy out of here that's playing six different positions now trying to help the team in any way? Miss. Oh, I got to watch some guy named Isaiah Hartenstein. Yeah, have you actually watched him play? He's a beast. He plays hard. He gets boards. Board man gets paid. (laughs) I don't know. Stephen A. Do better. But, yeah, had to make it about race today, so I had to talk about that because Cliff Kingsbury's a good offensive coach. Oh, he also has head coaching experience in this league. Did you forget about that one? Yeah, we talked about Wink Martindale interviewing for the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator job. Speaking of the commanders, Ron Rivera is also looking at that job. I wanted to get into conversation about the turf out there and the playing surfaces. I don't know if it's a good enough conversation to get callers, though, but Something's fishy going on out there at the Super Bowl again with the playing surface. We'll see what happens on Super Bowl night. I do think it's weird that, like, the rival Chiefs get to use the Raiders, like, locker room facilities, their indoor practice facility, whatever it is, and then I saw that the Niners had to go to UNLV. I'm sure they got that all squared away. I'm sure they're going to get it. a good feel for these guys to practice on. We talked a little bit about Shane Bowen, Tennessee Titans defensive coordinator, now hired by your New York football giants. And uh, I don't really know too much about Caleb Ferguson, but the Yankees acquired him. And yeah, I just have this feeling now that, uh, I don't know, the Yankees have talent, but winning the World Series is hard. And if you're going to start your offseason by getting Verdugo and getting Juan Soto, you got to plug the rest of the holes. Obviously, you address the main need and issue having actual MOB caliber outfielders and left handed hitting, but you don't have enough pitching. You got a lot of question marks in that rotation, man. And to be banking on three starters that were hurt and missed half the year last year to replace some 400 plus innings that you let go or trade it away, is, it's not a good recipe on paper. So we just got to cross our fingers and hope for the best. 877 6666 My guy Gio out in Brooklyn on the fan. Welcome back, G.
7: Yay, Big Keith. What's going on?
2: You know, you good know. Good
7: evening. Good morning. Good morning.
2: Good, good morning. Good evening. It's all the same.
7: Oh, man. First, let me say, Keith, I told you it was going to be a red Super Bowl. I don't know if you remember that. that yeah, I didn't want to
2: believe the Chiefs. I thought they were distracted <laughs> by Taylor I, Swift.
7: You know, that's crazy because my wife, she's a, she. i – I'm not going to lie to you. She's a Taylor Swift hater. Ever since that girl started getting on the show uh, on the NFL, she, she – and she loves – she loves Kansas City, but she cannot stand watching the TV. And that Yeah, girl just out.
2: show the game and stop cutting to the booth. We know she's there.
7: Exactly, yo. But um, I just wanted to make sure I told you I knew it was going to be a red Super Bowl. ball. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, you're, you got a cat. I got my dog right now, and he's not a fan of people on bikes. So. You outside? <laughs> what, what are you
8: doing right now, yeah. Gio? I,
7: I just got home from work, and I'm walking the dog. You know that. Yeah. Those, see uh, now, that's company. something.
2: I don't have to do that. The cat goes inside.
7: Yes. I, see that. Well, Keith, I got two cats.
2: But you gotta got to take cats, that dog I'm, out. You got to take that dog out morning, night, middle of the day.
7: Well, he goes out. He goes out twice a day. He's already trained that he goes out before I go to work, and even after I when it's brick out, right? you got to take him outside. Absolutely. That's what well, he's. He's all right, man. I mean.
2: No, nah, I know. It's Dog little, owners don't mind it. Most of most of the people I know, they just it's part of their morning night routine. Yep. It's just something that's got to yes. get done.
7: Yes, it is, and you know, it's, it's like having a child. Speaking of children, I, I know that boy's getting big, Keith.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's getting I know big, he's and he he thinks he's strong. He thinks he's tough. He fights back. I'm yes. like, you got to relax, bro. I'm way bigger yes, and stronger man. than you, and that's gonna be the re- case for a while.
7: <laughs> I remember them. Oh, yo, he's gonna get bigger.
2: Nah, he's get more fun yeah he's already he's already a little tight man this kid is crawling and falling and rolling around and he just he fights yes. he fights everything I, I try and put a shirt on him he's he's pulling his arm through the, through yes. out the it's shirt right. I'm trying to My feed grandson. him he's taking the spoon away to feed himself I'm like yep. all right That's right it.
7: he he's getting big he's, he's he's getting on his own trying to learn things that daddy's doing especially watching you I know he watches you eat so he's like, oh, man, I'm going to get on that page. <laughs> but uh, Keith, I, I'm, I'm uh, going
2: <laughs> to... No, you're right. <laughs> whenever I'm eating something and he's not eating something, he's looking at me like, why are you eating? I'm not eating. <laughs> and I'm not eating. Yup,
7: Yep. I know how that is, man. I tell you, my my grandson, my youngest grandson is about to be two. And my son tells me he already, he's about to be two. And he's already counting up to 12. I'm shocked.
2: Two? So, I don't even... I'm not there yet. My kid can't talk. He can't even... He can say ba 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 da 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 some babbling. That's it. Bro. Yeah, but those
7: are the good old days. Wait till you start talking; you're gonna wish you shut up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he talks as much as me, thanks for the call, G. <laughs> yeah, kids are kids are a trip, bro. Um, I, I underestimated how much babies fight back, and as they get older, all they do is fight. And then it's like they 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 don't understand English. So with my son, I'm always telling him, "Like, bro, I'm trying to help you. I am helping you. Why are you fighting the help? You are pampered. I'm trying to give you some fresh clothes to put on. I'm changing your diaper. You got to get this diaper. Why are you fighting this? It would would go a lot smoother if you just chill." (laughs) My guy Dwight down in Asbury Park. What's up, Dwight?
9: Yo, man. you want to play play this some old school music for your shorty man, Macho Man by the Village People. Okay, I
2: might do that. Play some old school yeah. tunes to get him to
9: relax. Yeah, man. You like he wants Hey, I think you made me raising the next Mike Tyson.
2: Yeah, I might be because he's he is already ready to fight. Like I said, he carries himself like a big duty. He, he's more of an offensive line type. He's eating everything. He's ready to just run in the walls and, and fall and, and roll over. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what he turns into. Yeah, hey, uh, you, might be,
9: you might be raising the next Lawrence Taylor. You don't know that. Yeah,
2: n- none of us know what we have. That's the thing, too, about the kids. It is a complete roll of the dice. You don't know what the kid is going to look like, be like. I'm doing the best I can. I'm I'm enjoying it.
9: Hey, listen. I saw something on Instagram about um, Marvin Harrison Jr. He, he might be he might force he might forego this draft and stay in school and finish out of his senior year so he can uh, have a, possibly have another shot at Michigan. Yeah, him.
2: yeah. I mean, <laughs> why so not? I heard his, he's already he a multi-millionaire. A deal. Yeah, he's already a, a multi-millionaire. If they're projecting him to go to, I don't know, the Arizona Cardinals and he don't want to go play there with Kyler Murray, why not? Go right back to school, son.
9: Yeah, man, he'd shoot. Imagine him playing playing with the Jets or the Giants. He'd really be in trouble.
2: Whoever he plays with, he's already so polished. Like, he's going to step into the league. There's already, like, we watched this year, we watched Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, um... A bunch of wide receivers that I'm blanking on play as rookies. Rasheed Rice, who I mentioned, like they just step in and they're plug and play. That's one position that if you can run routes and catch the ball and learn an offense, you're ready to go. So Marvin Harrison Jr. he could he might step in and be number one receiver for the Cardinals.
9: Hey, well, what, hey, I remember you. Tell, I'm asking you about the DB position. That dude Cooper DeGene. You heard anything else about him?
2: I I can't wait to see him test because I saw Connor Rogers talking about him. Then I went to look up some of his like high school stuff and he's just a freak. The guy played basketball, ran track, played football. He's got the build. Um, Yeah, there's this video right now I'm pulling up. It's Cooper DeGene, insane athlete from Iowa, senior year highlights.
9: Yeah, I saw him get some dunks off in, in a yeah. high school game. He's
2: dunking the basketball. Like, he's he's winning the hundred meter dash. He he's he's having his way on the football field, and uh, they're projecting this guy to be a, a pretty good NFL player.
9: Yeah, it's, uh, some draftniks said that he's going to be he might be a, a, a mid first rounder. Somebody people said he might be tanking tenth overall.
2: It, it depends on who likes him and who can fit him into their scheme with a plan for him um he's a freak athlete man i think that kid is going to be uh whether they play him at corner or safety i think he i think he's going to be a, a a good nfl player for years to come
9: i want to see him in, in that corner action don't don't put him at safety i want to see what he do we go up against somebody like that's Martin why i say
2: i, I want to see how he tests. i want to see how he runs i want to see how athletic he actually is in the test because he played Yeah, I wanna played, see
9: him in that forty yard dash.
2: Yeah, he played corner at Iowa, but when you get into the NFL trying to run with those Justin Jefferson guys, Jamar Chase, some of the other guys, like you gotta really have some foot speed and quickness. Um they listen yeah, to like,
9: I can I can't tell them people that they they let that old saying goes to the go. If he's even he's leaving Right. And you don't want to be – you don't want to see the back of somebody's uniform.
2: Nah, because they're out of there. And that quarterback in the NFL, most of them are able to put the ball where only the receiver can catch it, and you're cooked. And, you know, he's going to be a white corner in the league, so they're going to try him anyway.
9: Yep, they're definitely going to try him.
2: But I think he's ex- going to be ready. His, he's...
9: Um, his ex-partner, um, Riley Moss, he might have a shot at um, being a starter this year when the season starts.
2: Yeah, I, I can't wait. I mean, we're in this, like, dead period right now. But as soon as the Super Bowl's over, next thing you know comes the combine and the pro day and the draft type. And we're going to start to see who some of these kids are next. And he's one of the guys that I, I'm really excited to see what his his combine and pro day look like because he's a freak athlete. Yeah.
9: Hey, it's NCAA Track and Field Championships, they're starting to, ha- ha- starting to warm up, my man.
2: Oh yeah, what channel? It, I gotta see. I got Fubo, and usually Fubo will have them. And see, that's something that I can watch. If there's nothing on, there's no football on. I, I used to run track. I used to go to those short yeah. conference track meets, all, all county, mammoth track meets. Like I could watch any track event and watch that
9: all day. Yeah. Girl, your girls boy, too. Um, your boy Noah Lyles ran a 6 four fourth in Boston recently.
2: Oh, you're saying the um. For the for the Olympics for Paris, they're starting they're starting yeah. to do those. They're they're putting yep. them on TV. I gotta look for it. I gotta look for it.
9: Yeah, I'll do with you later, my man. Thanks Appreciate for you, Dwight. Call. Of course, brother.
2: Yeah, I gotta I gotta look up for these um, Olympic pre trials. I don't know if it's called pre trials Olympic track and field. That's fun to watch. So, I don't even—I don't ever talk about my my running track. I know some random person on Reddit is going to be like, "Keith McPherson closed his show, telling everybody how good he was at running track. Like, I can't stand this guy. Like, nobody cares, man. Talk about David Stearns and the Mets offseason. <laughs> like, I ran track. I should have played baseball, but like, I don't know. I swear, I felt like an ocean. They kind of put us in lanes, and we had a dynasty. I was just talking to some people about them I'm like, we won. Our baseball team won states. Our soccer team won states. Football team I was on, we won states. I think the girls won maybe field hockey or something. Like We had a dynasty um, through my years in high school. There were a lot of banners put up, and they would kind of put us in lanes. Like, okay, you're a football player. You're a football player in the fall. In the winter, you wrestle, run winter track. And not a lot of basketball overlap. There was only a couple kids that overlapped basketball. And then in the spring, there wasn't a lot of kids that overlapped and played baseball. Shout out to my boy, Corey Giddings, who went on to Stony Brook and made history. He was one of the only guys. He was actually voted most athletic because he was varsity football, basketball, baseball. But I played varsity football. I lifted in the winter, and I ran track in the spring. I ran the one, the two, the four, and I do the four by four. I don't know my times. I don't. I don't remember my times. Oh, here's a good call. I want to. I want to take this call right away. Paul in Roxbury on the fan. What's up, Keith? What's going on, my man? You know, watching the uh, Super Bowl opening night, bringing it home. I got like six minutes left on the show. What you got for us?
8: Uh, quick point. Um, you're talking about rookie receivers. Who's here yeah? How did I offered... forget the the record breaking fifth round? That's all he did was break records. The guy's amazing. Say his I mean, name. <laughs> Puka. Puka Nakua. Yeah, Puka
2: Nakua. I'm blanking. It happens. Like, way and, better uh, than well, Zay yeah, Flowers and Jordan Addison, who I mentioned. They just Brown, went higher. Right? Yeah, way, way better than um, Quentin Johnson, you know.
8: Yes. Absolutely, yes. And I'm bitter about the Rams against the Lions. I, when Matthew Stafford's eyes rolled back in his head and there was no penalty. And, yeah. Listen. What are you gonna do? But besides that, you got Puka out there now. Knicks, they got they with, with with double double and Brunson, they got exposed without Randall and without Grimes and OG, they couldn't do anything in that fourth quarter against the Lakers the other day.
2: Yeah, and I think LeBron just being such a basketball savant. And then also beat. them resting in uh, Boston. They came into the garden knowing the stage, knowing how what they, they had to do, how to play them to beat them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Pacers got got the game before that, but that was close, and LeBron wasn't letting that one be a close one. It was like, so we're well, not Nick- letting Brunson beat us. He can go off for 36. No. He's not going to hit the game-winning shots. And when, yeah. you, when you see the other guys like McBride or Hart or Malachi Flynn or these guys with the ball, right. it's like – Nah, we need another guy.
8: Yes. And do you think they're getting him? I mean, trade deadline is what, Thursday?
2: Yeah. So now here we are Tuesday. We've got all day today, tomorrow, and half the day for the most part Thursday. And you know what? It's competitive. Like I always remind people, the draft is competitive. Trading for players is competitive. They're all competing for talent. The Knicks got to go get the guy they want. I wouldn't wait until the buzzer sounds. Uh, on Thursday, if there's a guy that they want, they got to go get him. Like they went and got OG and look how much it changed the team. I
8: agree. I agree. And they have, they have the pieces. They have seven, eight, nine first round picks that they can easily, you know, you're not going to make all of those picks. Get rid of one or two of them and bring somebody in here. So when, while Randall's out, while, who knows what OG with his elbow. I mean, you need somebody.
2: Right. I, I would just add, I call it insurance. I'd add a little bit of insurance to this run. You don't know yes. when you're gonna have this type of team. You don't know how many yes. pieces of this team you're gonna have back if they're, you know. And when you look at the Eastern Conference right now, like you got to go for it. So,
8: yes, I agree. I agree. Thank you, Keith, for taking my call. Uh, I work the four to twelve shift, sanitation. I always listen to you on the way back home, uh, and you're doing a great job. Thanks again. Go Appreciate Rams. it.
2: Thanks, Paul. Yeah, how did I forget Puka Nakua? This guy came and broke records was the best receiver rookie receiver we've ever seen. <laughs> Way better than uh Jonathan Mingo. Who I mentioned I mentioned Zay Flowers, uh Jordan Addison, Rasheed Rice. Nah, Puka Nakua. Shout out to Tank Dell though. If Tank Dell didn't get hurt, Tank Dell would have kept putting on with uh CJ Stroud. You can't call it man. I mean for them to get Puka Nakua out of the fifth round, BYU, they, they just saw something. They just saw something in the guy. And they showed the video of Les Snead and Sean McVay. They, they were talking about, yeah, he didn't test that well, but he can chase the rabbit. Like, basically, like, once the game is on, and, and when you watch Puka Nakua run routes and how he gets open and even how he runs with the ball in his hand, and you're damn right, he can chase the rabbit. What a steal. That's how they're able to trade their first-round picks Because they actually have scouts and people watching film and picking the right guy. Uh, Earlier in the show, I laughed at Gettleman drafting Kadarius Tony. Yes, on the field, playmaker, ridiculous with the ball in his hands. But the draft is deeper than that. You got to know what type of characters you're dealing with. You got to know what type of guy this is. Like this guy is gonna. If you put this guy on the uh, injured list. He's going to go on Instagram and tell the whole world that's Cap. They're lying. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway. There was something else I wanted to sneak in here before we ended. Um, Oh, yeah, Dartmouth. As we were talking about, what were we talking about that made me think about Dartmouth and the fact that there's now uh, Dartmouth basketball, Right, These Dartmouth basketball players, they've gotten smart. They've gotten hip to the game. We were talking about something with college sport. Oh, we were talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. and how Marvin Harrison Jr. might forego the draft and and go back for his senior year. And I laughed. I said, yeah, he's already a multimillionaire. Not from his dad, from his NIL deals. Go back and sign some more NIL deals. Well, like just today, the NLRB officials say Dartmouth's men's basketball team can unionize their employees at the University of Dartmouth. I don't know if you guys seen this article, but you should check that out. Uh, a regional director for the National Labor Relations board, board, the NLRB, pushed college sports a bit further from amateurism Monday when she ruled the Dartmouth men's basketball team can hold a union election. Like, we're getting there. As we talk about the NILs and how it's the Wild Wild West, this is the next step to this becoming, like, get your money now, kids. There are some kids that are going to get rich off I, uh, NIL deals and never turn pro, and you better get that bread before they start to really turn this into what is it going to turn into. I'm jealous. You know, I was just happy to be on scholarship with tuition, room, and board, you know, get some of my books taken care of. I know my books were taken care of at JMU. They weren't taken care of at Monmouth. A little different ball game. And I think, I don't know, it just, it just depends. Like, we had different meal plans. We had, like, this stupid thing called a punch system at JMU where you could, like, only punch your card three times a day. And, of course, our football players eat more than three times a day. We finesse that. I used to sneak in the meal. I used to sneak into the dining hall at Mammoth with no meal plan and just be grubbing with it. No meal plan, nothing on the books. (laughs) All right, that's all I got. C-Mac coming up next to take you through the overnight. I'll be back after the Nets game tomorrow, but I'm not going to Kyrie's return to Brooklyn. I'm going to the Rock. So if you're going over there to watch Devils versus Avalanche, I'll see you there, and I'll drive from Newark to here to host the show. See you then. Be good. Again, Chris McMonigle coming up next. I'm out.